Welcome to episode 25 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. We hit number 25, and what a perfect number it is, because this is our very first con, and we're doing the uh, West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo in West Sacramento, and it's been actually a really cool day. We did uh, saw some panels. Uh, we did some interviews. Yeah, we got about four of them. We, we got one that we didn't think we were going to get. We got uh, Jeffrey Weissman. Um, he actually played... Um, George McFly yeah. in Back to the Future 2 and 3. Right. He also starred, he did uh, some roles in uh, Twilight Zone. And Johnny and Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously, uh, Pale Rider. Uh, we got Carolyn, Caroline Meyer from Sack Who. She's a local uh, fan base for, for Doctor Who. We got local celebrity Cody Stark. Um, to come on and, and talk about all things uh, geek and nerd. and, and He's on uh, CBS Good Day Sacramento. Correct. And then we closed it out with uh, Chandra Cullum from uh, the Saber Guild. And uh, it, was a, it was a great day to, to talk to all these people from different nerd backgrounds. And um, we just hope you enjoy the interview that we did. We're- yeah, enjoy. Sit back and enjoy. And uh, hopefully we'll do some more cons in the future. I'd like to introduce Caroline Meyer. She's the founder of the SACU Community Group on Facebook. I'm told by, by one of our other guests, Cody Stark, that, that she is everything Doctor Who. So we're glad to have her here. Glad um, to be here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about um, SACU. How did it get started and what types of events have you hosted? Okay, let's start off with it originally started as Doctor Who, I mean, sorry, Sacramento Doctor Who fan club back in 1980 with my sister Helen Slater. Um, we did, the first meeting we had was called March 4th for Doctor Who. Um, uh, we've been a fan since Tom, well, since John Pertwee was on, on the air. My sister and I went to high school in England and caught the Doctor Who bug <laughs> at the original place. Right on. And, uh, we just loved it so much. We thought, oh, what a neat thing we could do because there's college kids, and we found out that it's being shown at some of the public broadcasting system stations. And we were trying to get it to come on to Sacramento. So we started on March 4th, 1980. Um, somewhere around the mid-'90s, Doctor Who fan club faded out. Um, the interest went down. The people running it, because I left to the Bay Area for richer, better things, which never really came forth. It's my life. Um, <laughs> and then finally got back to Sacramento. Um, I would say about close to six years ago, four to six years yeah, ago. Yeah, didn't uh, Doctor Who pick up big time around 2005, I think? Right, really, really started to come back again. Um, yeah, and um, well, I was kind of just barely getting into Facebook in 2010. <laughs> I'm I had some 
bad stuff, tragic stuff happened. Um, I was busy with trying to get a job. Finally got a job with the county, and then I got busy having a job with Sacramento County. And um, and we started in 2005. My father passed away. And then 2008, my my um, mother passed away. Oh my but goodness! In, in 1996, my sister passed away. So you've had a rough like ten so years. So yeah. I'm an orphan now. My brother passed away in 2010. So it's like, no, don't take me, don't take me. Uh, <laughs> I got lots. I have seven grandkids, you know. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I got a lot more Doctor Who to watch. Yeah, like, and I'm <laughs> trying yet. to keep the bread. Yeah, I got a lot of, and they're actually doing good Doctor Who. So yeah, they are. Spread spread the wealth of um, of the BBC. Um, <clears throat> so, well, yeah, about four or six years ago, I. I saw, uh, talked to my friend um, Stephanie Rector, who runs that Yes. and helping her out with different conventions and stuff. And That's great. Everything. And I said, oh, it would be kind of nice to have a Facebook group. And we, I go, what should we use it? She says, well, you can call it Sacramento Hoovians or something. I go, nah. Well, let's shorten it down to Sac Who because you know, it's easy to that's remember. That's fantastic. No, that's really <laughs> catchy. <laughs> yeah, it's really catchy. So I got on to, I, I got all my friends. I. At the time, I had close to 100 friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I just send out the invite for the group, and I got about 12, 15 responses, and then <laughs> they start spreading the work. Now, understand that the, my friends were involved with the, uh, um, what used to be the bigger uh, Star Trek club, which yeah. was the USS Defiance at the and then, even then, they had political things about fandom. Fandom's fickle. Yeah, very fickle. Very fickle, very... Uh, kind of competitive annoying. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, very annoying sometimes. Um, but uh, a lot of my friends were from the U.S. as defined. So a lot of my other friends are also like Doctor Who and also helped back in the 1980s with the Sacramento Doctor Who fan club. So yeah, they're already buying in. So I started off with around 15 people. Nice. And now, What's it out now? It's 575. 575 people. Not bad. That's really cool. It's not bad. That's more than we got. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I can tell them about the podcast and you get more people. How about that? Very good. At least 500. (laughs) Right. Well, that's wonderful. um, So that's how Saku came about. Uh huh. What what attracted you to Doctor Who itself? Um, I like the story plot itself. I like the, at the beginning with. John Pertwee, he was like a, a 007 character, you know, sci-fi, you know, he's stuck on Earth, and he was so, it was, it was so campy, it was cute, the, the, the cheap props and everything they put together, the, the, the writing and stuff was, had a substance to it, and it just attracted me, and as, as it, Doctor Who got older and more into doing being, um, the props got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better until they went on hiatus. Now, they promised us back around 1980-something that it was on hiatus, <laughs> which lasted until 2005. Right, 2004, right. 2005. It's a long hiatus. It's a long, a long hiatus. long hiatus. <laughs> so, That's a sabbatical. When the, in the New York Times, I mean, it's so silly, but I do remember this. When they said, oh, this is a comeback, that they're rebooting it, it's like, no, that's not a reboot. It's just a... A continuation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is, was 
not, but um, but Ter um, they still had Terrence Dix involved, and he's an excellent writer. Um, and then my mind's going blank on who the writer was who was a producer. And then you had Stephen Moffat. Yeah. And um, he's done, he really has done a lot for Doctor Who. He's predictable, but he's he's done a good job. It's all the same. Um, and now I can't, uh, my mind's gone blank on who's going to take <laughs> over. Because right. um, he's already said he's going to quit. What I don't like is this is the second, another four years down the road that they've done this, where they've skipped a year of Doctor Who because of the Olympics. What a cop out! Right, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I call bullshit. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I, um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know anything about Doctor Who until just a few years ago. I was really a, a big, uh, I mean, we're big Star Wars fans. We're big Trekkies. Um, love all the comic book stuff. But it was when I watched uh, Farscape. You know, when I watched uh, Farscape. I really got into that quirky type of sci-fi and Babylon 5 and all that. Farscape was awesome. Farscape was what kind of was like the the gateway drug to Doctor Who for me. So, <laughs> yeah, it was the marijuana to crack. So, um, but yeah, now I'm a huge, huge Whovian. I love Doctor Who. So, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, my, to hear. mine was uh, mine was like a set like a CBS Saturday morning afternoon special or something like that, where or after school special, where I could not call myself a nerd if I didn't watch Doctor Who. Right. So I was kind of like peer pressured into it. <laughs> like I was, so I, I had to give it a chance. And I started with the 2005 Eccleson one. And it took me a little bit to get used to it. And now keep in mind, I, it's hard to believe now because I've watched so much Doctor Who. But at that point in time, I didn't understand the premise of the show. So my friend, my cousins basically kind of just kept saying, watch them, watch them. <clears throat> and then... At the end of the first season, or that season, you know, he dies and somebody else, Tenet, comes along. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what He's like, and they're like, that's, that's Doctor Who. They do that. I'm like, what do you mean they do that? What do you mean they kill off Doctor Who? It's called Doctor Who. How do they keep killing? And I but didn't see, know. That's a brilliant way because, know. you know, we have different Batmans. We have different James Bonds. Right. They don't morph into the new James Bond by <laughs> well, the end of the movie. Batman's so that was kind different. of a neat uh, device, you know, to, right. to be able to, to change. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really it was super cool. But um, so we're gonna play a little Doctor Who game, right? Did yeah. You got so going on there? I'm not that. So good. I know you have. Well, well, it's, it's not, not, it's not a trivia game. game. It's, it's not, not a trivia game. game. It's oh, not a trivia okay, game. Okay. Okay. It's um, what it is is it's 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 a little lightning round. So we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say two names, mm -hmm. and then I want you to pick which one of your favorite is. Okay. So I'm sure being a, a Whovian like you are, you've always had these conversations and panels and things like that probably in lots of posts on Facebook and even sitting down talking to your friends because me and him do it all the time with other things like <laughs> which one's the best Star Wars, which one's the favorite character. <laughs> so, but because Doctor Who is so unique, um, I wanted to try and play this game with you right now. Oh, sure. So, okay, so Tennant or Smith? Both. I, I love the Doctor, all of him. Well, that ruined about half of my game. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta pick. I am a true You gotta Hoonian. pick. No, I don't have to pick because it's all the same well, I guy. Guess, I guess that's true. It's I mean... all the same guy. It's just the only difference that people can understand, and this is what is my pet peeve with Whovians. 
Oh, he's not the same as as Smith. Oh, he's not the same as Tennant. It just doesn't have that bimpinat. They all bring that very unique quality to the to the character. He forgets some of his memory at first. The person who did the best regeneration was uh, it's split between Tom Baker and um, uh, Peter Capaldi. Okay. Oh, the, so the yeah, newest doctor. How confused he was. How messed up his brain was. That's regenerating. I mean, yeah. that's when a person's going through regeneration. It's not just a. Oh, I feel better now. Right. No, it is your body's going through a lot of changes. Going through a big change. And your identity, you don't really have that right now, and you're trying to remember, and you got all this stuff going on. Capaldi did the best. Uh, so did Baker. Confused. Totally confused. Right. Well then, well, well then, what about so okay, Eccleston so, or Capaldi? So same same answer. You like all of them pretty much the same. So then, Masters? We can, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Eccles- I do have a favorite. Eccles- Who's your favorite? Capaldi. Who's your favorite? Missy. I Missy's your favorite. Michelle Gomez. She has my heart, and I'm, I'm just saying she's, that she's because she's so evil. Yeah, yeah, I she's mean, pretty great. She is such a B word, and I say B word because it's a young gentleman standing next to me. <laughs> right, right, totally. So, what about what about the what about the companions? What about the, do you are all the companions the same for you? Because we, the rest of the game is companions. For who? Compa- they're the Doctor Who companions. Oh, companions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, okay. like uh, you know, uh, what Donna or uh, or Martha? Donna or who? Or Martha. Donna. Donna, all the way? All the way. Uh, Amy or, or Clara? Amy. Amy, okay. Ro- Rose, or, Rose or River? Rose or who? River. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's oh, a that tough one, hard. yeah. Oh, my gosh, that is hard. Well, think, think about because that. Because in a way, River's really not a companion. Pan- yeah, True. You're, right. you're right. I mean, in a way, she's part of the TARDIS. Right. She's the child of the TARDIS. Right. So if companion goes, I'd have to say Rose. Okay. okay. What about, so last one, uh, Rose or Captain Jack? <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you got her. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> if I say Rose, I ever see her um, again, just, you didn't say me. Or if I see, say Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack's on Arrow now. Yeah, he's... He's the evil guy. Oh, he's fantastic. He is. He's such a good actor. He is is so good. John's so good no matter what he is. Yeah. I mean, he just... He's a chameleon. He is super good. Um, And he's humorous, too. He, at a convention, he dressed up as a a TARDIS, a female costume TARDIS. Are you serious? Came out in a TARDIS dress. (laughs) And he just did it. Just to get some of the people out there who are who are against a trans transgender community. Right, right. And That's he just awesome. did it just to do it. That's so cool. Uh, he just you got to be pretty confident. Oh, you got to be pretty confident. So John is cool. <laughs> so Caroline, you are uh, Saku is on Facebook, so you can go search Saku on Facebook and you can subscribe to it. Yeah. Um, or like it, right. so that you get all the information. Do you have any upcoming events? Yes, Besides, in July. In July, in July okay. The, Sac- the main Sacramento um, uh, library, and, I, and I'm, James Ma's going to kill me because he's the gentleman putting this on. And, That's okay, um, but you can find the information. Dear Doctor Who, we're going to show the um, the movie, the dreaded Eighth Doctor movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 
And the Eighth Doctor deserves better than Fox. <laughs> um, overall, it was. I enjoyed that movie. It was nice having Doctor Who in between all the right. missing it. You yeah. missed it so much. It was like, oh, it was at least it was a taste, even if they screwed it up royally. Um, they did such a half, really bad. So, job. are they going to show the movie at a local library? Is library. that Is it, okay? You get permission to show. Sorry, get permission to show it. Okay, um, and that's sometime next month. And July. In Ju- oh, July. Okay. July. Get on Saku. Get on Saku on get, Facebook. Get on Facebook. It's a it's a public event. Excellent. We make all our events public. And does it cost anything to get in, or I don't recall, or a charity, or that's it. He's gonna kill. So me. you know what? Go to Saku on Facebook. Yeah. You'll find out all the information you need. That sounds like a fun time. So uh, we'll go, uh, right now we're going to go what we call the big finish. And okay. we're just going to ask you some questions um, about about what what uh, kind of nerd things you're doing right now. So what's your all-time favorite character? And it could be from any genre. My all-time favorite actor? Character. All-time, character? all-time favorite character from any genre. Oh, let me think. Oh, my gosh, that's hard to think. Put you on the spot. Yeah, I'm going to have to say... Right now, my favorite character is in the new Star Wars movie, um, the heroine. I can't think of her name. Ray. Oh, Ray. Ray. Ray is my favorite. Very good. That's actually that's a good one. I okay. want all my girls to be like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> my granddaughters. So, if uh, who do you think would win in a fight, Ray or Rose? Ray. Or Rose. Ray. Ray, Ray would win in a fight. Ray would win. She's got. She's. She's too creative with her weapons. I mean, she look who she beat in the in the movie. Right. The yeah, dark she, side. She's got. She's got the force behind yeah, her. Yeah, and that's they for even sure. offered her cookies, and she still didn't take the, the dark side. So she could make that funky bread. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So second question: What are you watching now, as far as TV shows and? And it doesn't matter if it's live or if you're DVR in it. What's what are you watching right now that's your favorite? What I'm watching is Game of Thrones. Yes. I'm watching, um, and I'm loving every minute of it. Oh, I love that show. Yes. Um, more dragons, more dragons. Um, and I'm watching Doctor Who, of course, because I have to watch reruns, but that's okay. Um, Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and Flash. I'm on Cody's Flash Mob. <laughs> I love Cody's Flash Mob. I, I, it makes it so much fun. I, lo- I love the Flash. That's our favorite show right CW now. CW needs to c- control the control the angst. Okay, so let's say okay, if Jon Snow had to choose only one form of transportation, would they prefer Kit? You know the the, the car, David Hasselhoff drove. Airwolf, which is a helicopter, or Streethawk, which he drove a motorcycle, I believe. So would Jon Snow drive a kit car? Would he be in a helicopter, or would he drive a motorcycle? Oh, helicopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so get you down. <laughs> Take out those. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's your uh, top three movies of all time? Top all-time movies? Top three. Top, top three? three. The new Star Wars movie. Excellent. Force Awakens. Uh, I'm doing the recent ones that I enjoyed. Um, Angry Birds. Angry Birds, the movie? Did you it just watch funny. it? It was funny. My grand- oh, good. grandson sat through it. 
can't understand. <laughs> my grandson doesn't like it. He'll get up, come under me, and say, "Nana, it's time to go now. I'm done." Right. And he's eight. So we actually sat through it. Good. He's a critic. He'll get up and move. He'll, he's gone. Daniel will be gone. Um, and one um, more. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, that's a fantastic. I love film. that movie. That's one of my favorite Marvel films. Yeah. Although I think Civil Wars tops that now, but pretty good. I did enjoy Civil Wars, but I kind of fell asleep in the movie, so I was tired. Really? Well, listen. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had the flu. Oh, oh well, that. yeah, that'll do it. That, that, that kind of turned me off a little bit right now. I need to go see it again. Just okay. don't tell my husband I'm doing it. Well, Caroline, <laughs> it was really awesome to have you here. Her yeah. website is Saku. Uh, go on Facebook, find Saku. We have a parting gift for oh, you. nice. Thank so, you. So, BJ, you want to hand that over? Oh, yes. I'll so, hand, uh, being that you're a big Doctor Who fan, we actually got you your own personal Chew-approved uh, sonic screwdriver. Yeah, we want you to, to, uh, we want you to uh, explain to the audience what it looks <laughs> what you're looking at. <laughs> what your sonic screwdriver looks like. It's definitely a screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> It'll light up your life. <laughs> Moving long enough, it's very sonic. Yeah, very sonic. The sonic sound comes from the whistle that's attached to it. There you there go. You go. <laughs> it's working. It's the best one on the market. Thank you, guys. Caroline, thank kind. you very much. Yeah. That's uh, Saku on Facebook. That was uh, Caroline Meyer. We appreciate it. Thank you very oh, much that, for coming. It's been, it's been an honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Take care. We're here with uh, Chandra Collum, and she's part of the Sabre Guild. Northern California chapter, which is, what was it, State? Strafe Plains. Strafe Plains. Awesome. Um, now, this is this is a voluntary, non-for-profit? Uh, Absolutely. Costume performance group of Star Wars enthusiasts. Yes. Awesome. Um, so, would you say you're like the Jedi Master of the group? <laughs> um, at the moment, I am the only Sith in the group. Oh, so you're like the Emperor of the um, group. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to see us all on equal footing, but when we go out to perform, you know, I awesome. am the boss, and I would like to see everything go well. Um, I'm not a taskmaster or anything like that. You know, things happen. I understand this. But I, I like to see things go well. Awesome. It sounds repetitive, and I know it is, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about how you started the Sabre Guild, and... How did you get into Star Wars uh, lightsaber choreography? Um, ooh. My husband, Jim Cullum, was actually going to another group in San Francisco. And he came home, and I said, okay, well, why do you, why do you keep ditching me on Sundays? You take off, I'm here alone, so what's going on? And, you going to church? What's that? No. Uh, no, no. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, you know, I'm learning how to use a lightsaber. I said, oh, okay, that sounds like fun, you know. And I'm thinking, yeah, I remember I like Star Wars. <laughs> um, I was repressed for a long time, yeah. but now I'm, you know, happy. <laughs> and he said, okay, I'll teach you how. And we went outside, and he tried so hard to get me to understand this is choreography and that I shouldn't be actually aiming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to kill me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing this block down here, and I'm thinking, oh, great, he's left his arm open. Thump. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, no, it's choreography. So I started learning that, and a few years later... Um, one of the people in the group that we were working with actually 
found Saber Guild and said, hey, what do you guys think about maybe joining this? And I thought, at first, because (laughs) I was having enough of a time at the job I had, you know, working with federal regulations on firearm sales and everything. (laughs) So I really didn't want to have to deal with that as well. Um, He became a member of Saber Guild, and I saw he was having a lot of fun with it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that too. Awesome. And we had we'd started a temple in Dublin. Um, and then we started one up here. That's awesome. Fantastic. So how did you how did you be the how were you the one who actually uh, became the head of the whole thing if it was your husband that got you into um, it? Um I've been um, retail manager off and on for 30 years, and I reckon that my management experience would have some kind of play. <laughs> right. That's great. So, um, obviously, you've you, uh, before you said you went to Celebration 7. Yeah. Um, clearly, without even asking or knowing, you definitely saw Episode uh, 7. Yes. Um, how much shit did you lose when, Ray, when you found out that Ray was Force-sensitive? I, I wasn't really at all surprised, to be honest. I'll tell you what, I didn't see anything except for one teaser trailer, the first teaser trailer that came out at C7. It was really unavoidable. <laughs> it was everywhere, wasn't it? Chewy, yeah. we're home, yeah. 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 Goosebumps. Uh, well, no, for me it was the sound of the falcon taken off. Oh. I got the goosebumps on yeah. the arm, and I said, oh, man, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. I was one of the few people that really wanted to just wait until the story came out so I could enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. good. That's tough. It's, it's tough weird. these days. It especially. can be. Um, but I mean, did you lose? I mean, we lost it when Kylo Ren's trying to grab the saber with the Force, and it flies by him, and Ray gets it in her hand. I mean, we. Oh, for me, I was like, oh, we burned. Went, yeah, you know, we went I'm a Sith nuts. Lord, but. We went nuts. <laughs> I, you know. I'm a Sith Lord, but I, I I don't see how that one could let that get by. That kind of breaks <laughs> he my heart. He could have just put his hand up and cr- grab it, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. He kind of ducked out of the way, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> and yeah, he did. He just got. He just did. Instead of catching it, he just was like, I'm just. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did his Matrix move. Yeah, yeah he kind of got got punked there a few times. So there's any any uh. Being being the Sith Lord of your of your group right now, is there any other like uh, you know strong female characters that you grew up with that have influenced you? As far as um, well, basically you're you you can't get much more powerful on the evil side of the Force as a Sith Lord. Um, so, have there any any female characters beforehand influenced that decision or you know led you um. down that way? <laughs> I could be mean and tell you it would be my paternal grandmother. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, um, I'm just like this. This is, if people have two sides, if you want to go by the Eastern philosophy, everybody has a yin and a yang. I have a yin, I have a yang. This is my yang, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's two parts to every person. There's a good and a bad. Yeah. This is the bad. This oh, is, yeah, this is the one that, you know, it's a part of my personality that has gotten me through a lot of real crap in my life. Yeah. And I'm very happy, but 
you know, most of the time she's kind of in a bunker and it's sealed and, <laughs> you know, I don't let her out too often. <laughs> What's the, uh, what would be the one thing that bothers you um, when you're watching a, a female lead in like a sci-fi action type when of movie? When she's almost completely undressed. Okay. That is just stupid to me. Right. I mean, she's supposed to be a, a bad mofo, let's say that. And she's fighting and she's getting, oh, I got a cut here and I got a cut here. You know, if she wore clothes, it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> Plus, nobody wants to see that. So does that mean like uh, the, the newest incarnation of Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman? Did you have a problem with that? You know what? I haven't seen the movie. I have seen the costume. And in my opinion, and, you know, here's Lilith saying this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's there's no need for so much skin. Skin, skin. yeah. Let's just yeah. say that. I, I understand that um, some people like it, and that's your thing. Cool. But if you're really in a fight situation, wouldn't you want to have better armoring than that? It's true. I mean, you can look sexy and be clothed, right? I mean, look at Black Absolutely. Widow. You know? And that's not, the clothing really isn't even the issue. It's, if you're going to get into a fight, like, I remember the T- Linda Carter Wonder Woman. I remember yes, her right. getting into those fights. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you could block the bullets, but what about the stuff you can't see? <laughs> that is going to hurt you unless you have some <laughs> kind of armor. Right. Oh, that's true. I never really thought of that. <laughs> So what is your, I just want you to uh, plug your website. What's your website? Okay, let me just make sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's horrible, isn't it? No, that's okay. But um, we've had some issues with it, and it's, you know, resolved now. I believe it is saberguild.org. Okay, and are you on Facebook as well? Yes, we are. Um, There's Saberguild on Facebook. Um, Strafe Plains has its own page. Strafe Plains, Okay. Twitter? Yeah. Any Twitter feed? Um, or Instagram? You know, I don't know. I should really get yeah, that started. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Twitter's I, a really great way to get people to, to recognize your page and stuff like okay. that. Okay. I'll um, remember that. What other uh, types of nerdy things are you into? I like making things. Um, costumes, datacrons, props. Awesome. Uh, I play SOTOR, Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh. Huh. That's that's like my all-time favorite Star Wars game oh, for the, God, X, all the original love, Xbox. Yeah, I, oh, I don't Knights play on the. I play Knights live. Of the old, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, you're playing the, uh, the yeah, online, no, no. the yeah. online game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's still pretty um, good too. All my uh, light side characters are named after people in Supernatural, the nice. TV show Supernatural. Awesome. And all of my dark side characters are named after Juggalo groups. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's too. Funny. So you're you're a big supernatural fan? Oh yeah, um, I have a anti demon sigil tattooed on my back. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, like that's fantastic. What we'd like to do now is uh, we want to do what we call the big finish, where we ask. Three questions, um, All right. and they might have multiple parts, uh, but there's three questions. So, what's your um, what's your all-time favorite character? It can be any genre. From any genre, does that include um, modern music or 
uh, modern. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was listening to Hendrix so like, so on like, the way in. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So. Uh, no, not nothing music. Just nerdy. So just it, any all-time favorite character um, character can be from any genre. Don't hate me, Deadpool. Deadpool? Why would we oh, hate no. you for that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why would we hate you for That's that? That's an amazing answer. I you mean, know, how could I've, you not want to hang I've out with had Deadpool? All the original comics, you know, from you know Serious? way back in the day, I did. But then my kids started getting to the age where they started to read. Oh man! And I thought, man. you know, I can't do this, so yeah. I I gave them away. Yeah. And I'm kicking myself now. I never thought they'd make a movie out of it. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they're I probably thought, worth a lot of money. Like yeah, the I was original just thinking Deadpool's. it would be a small fortune sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, if, pay uh, off my house in two payments. If Deadpool was your spouse, what would be your biggest complaint you. about him? The Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just... I don't know. Maybe repairing his costume? I, That'd be your biggest complaint? Not the masturbating with his unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I could say something, but yeah. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, um, I doubt he'd need that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> And the Crocs. He can't have the Crocs. That's so true. Just That's nasty. true. <laughs> yeah. It's diseased shoes. Um, so what are you watching now as far as TV shows? Like, you're much watch, whether it's live or on DVR. Um, What's your Supernatural, of course. Okay. And one of my favorites has become Agent Carter, and they canceled oh, Agent yeah. Carter. I know. I've I am petitions. so upset. And there's, there's a petition. I hope to get they it on bring Netflix. it back. You can sign the petition. There's over 10,000 signatures on there right now. Oh, I've now. already signed oh, okay. it. Okay. Um, in fact, one of my next cosplays is going to be an Agent Carter outfit. So we'll see if that works. Uh, let's see. Do I watch anything else? Um, Twelve Monkeys. That's a pretty good show. It's a lot better than the film. It gives a lot more of an explanation <laughs> yeah, as to what's really happening goes in depth. and why and when and yada, yada, blah. Some of it's a little outrageous, like going back to 1944, really, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a little over the top sometimes, but it's cool. Let's see. That Agent Carter. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sometimes. <laughs> um, there's episodes that I think really... I have a love-hate relationship with that show. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's <laughs> we always, it, when it's we, good, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, we've talked about that show because, like, it's frustrating because, when they, like you said, when it's good, it's really good. I, I wish they would have the same like the Netflix type or the Agent Carter type, yeah. where they only have like eight to ten episodes to tell the story. Twenty-two is too many. Or even put it on HBO or something, something like that. That way they can maybe turn it into a movie every week. Right. Yeah, that's just my thinking. What do I know? I'm just a viewer. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything else really. Um... What are the names of the characters on Supernatural? Sam, Dean, Castiel... Sam and the two leads. Yeah, Sam, Sam and, and Dean. Sam and Dean. Okay, let's say uh, let's say Sam stays the night. We don't have to go into what you guys do. <laughs> let's say in the morning, he wakes up and says, "Would you cook me some eggs?" I what kind be, of eggs would you cook him? I wouldn't be there cooking eggs because I'd have found the keys to his car and taken them. <laughs> <laughs> And 
and Dean would be there beating his ass for it. <laughs> well, yeah, Dean would be pissed if he let a, if he got his car if, stolen. If, if nice. baby got stolen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dean, Dean loves his Not car. Not yours anymore. <laughs> Especially that trunk full of uh, nice weapons he's got, too. And the IDs and yeah. the, yeah. So what are your top three favorite movies of all time? Oh, goodness. Um... Can they be in a Stumped trilogy? Anything. Yep, anything. Whatever you want. Okay. Um, Star Wars um, 7. Oh, sorry. Uh, 4, 5, and 6 as one. As I one. watched okay, them okay. all together. Good. Okay. One, one um, long movie. Sure. Yeah, so we'll count that as one movie. <laughs> because it's pretty awesome. I guess if I could you count Lord of the Rings as one movie, really. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's kind of a waste of time for me. <laughs> I know, I know, I've just made a lot of enemies, but don't watch that movie anymore. It rots your brain. Um, the books are better. There's a lot of walking. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I love the books. Can't stand the movies. Oh wow, that's that's. The, I don't meet a lot of people that that say that very often. But I you're really prefer, really into the source material. I really yeah. prefer to use my brain and have the imagination going awesome. rather yeah. than have a director who really doesn't know a lot show me what I'm reading. Yeah. Okay, so Star Wars 4, 5, and 6, that's your first. Yeah. What would be um, your second? It's a tough, uh, tough, tough yeah, question. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Because um, <laughs> it might change. It might alternate here It there, might you know? alternate. It depends upon how I feel. Uh, one of them is a classic, Blazing Saddles. Oh, oh good one. Mel Brooks. Yes. Oh, God. One of my favorites. God save that man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They tried to replicate that with Million Ways to Die in the West, and it wasn't that good. Yeah, was that really was, bad. yeah, not yeah, I know he was trying to channel good. Mel Brooks. He couldn't, and then. There's nobody that can no. take that man's mind and make what they're doing work. That movie and Spaceballs, they were, they were my two favorite you know, Mel Brooks. Spaceballs, I kind of went, eh. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. It, oh, because no, I love it. Because it was aping Star Wars. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> so, All right, okay, third one. So, um. I'm going to have to say Deadpool. Yeah. I love Deadpool. That was one of my favorite movies this year. I have to say that he, Ryan Reynolds just loves that character so much. He did it complete justice. Yes, he Um, did. He did. And it was pretty awesome because I'm thinking, okay, this is really close, if not spot on, to what I remember reading. Yeah. We spent uh, two podcasts, I think, going over previous incarnations of Deadpool and then the, the movie. And we we just loved it. We just thought they nailed it. He's not a copy of Deathstroke. No, no. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you having you here. And as a, we, we actually have a parting gift for you. Oh, awesome. Uh, we know that uh, being being a Jedi or a Sith Lord is more than just, you know, uh, than, a, than having a lightsaber. But channeling the Force is important as well. Whether yes, you're good, or, Whether you're good or bad. And you can build a lightsaber or go get one. But uh, we want to present to you, uh, actually, I think we have a, a couple yeah, of those a for, yeah, a few of them. Oh, yes, uh, But you're welcome to pull that out. Yeah, yeah. We, we have four of them. Awesome. You can pull the one out. But essentially, it's, this is one of a kind. This is Chew approved memorabilia. Uh, oh, awesome. This is a handheld, this is the Force. Oh, that is so cool. It's I the love Force. It. So describe to the, to the fans out there okay, uh, so what exactly you're holding in your hand. It's if, the Force. If you were a regular person, <laughs> and not one of these geeky freaks like me, you would see a personal mini fan. I see <laughs> a, a personal mini force wind maker. Yeah. 
that the batteries go in it just for show so you look normal, but really, it's the force. That's awesome. That's this, this is explanation. Awesome. Oh, yes, and it has... Um, it has a string that you put around your neck, I guess, to hold it in place. Yes, that's right. As any Sith will tell you, you don't need that. You just, you know, move <laughs> just your fingers your hand and, and it just kind of hovers in the air, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. So we have one for uh, we have we have three more here for your team. Awesome. Um, so thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no Chandra, problem. really appreciate it. And uh, do you have anything else you want to plug, like any 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 cosplay uh, events or any more demonstrations you're doing anytime um, this summer? We're not doing anything really soon, and that's probably good because I have to work on a on a couple of the costumes. <laughs> um, but hopefully, we'll be doing Stockton Con in July. Awesome. We're trying to get in there. Um, it's a great thing. I, I love Stockton Con. I went there last year. A lot of vendors. A lot of people like Saber Guild, like um, the 501st, Mando Mercs, everybody nice. go out there. We're trying to raise funds. And, you know, if you want to ask us about our groups, ask us about our Fantastic. groups. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun last year, and I'm hoping we get in this year. Excellent. Well, thank you, Chandra. You know, you can find, uh, again, Saber Guild at saberguild.org. They also have a Facebook page. Just search for Saber Guild. Uh, thank you again, Chandra, for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So is this a spit screen? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a pop it, mic. It, it's nice. That they're <laughs> called spit pop- on my microphone. I think they're called poppers. Yeah. So you don't when oh. you, you say your S's and your... It, right. But it, it does it does do this it does do the spit thing too because <laughs> on mine that I've been using I see I see a few I mean, things. If here. I drink this water I'm going to be spitting right. all that's the time. Really that's what it's You're for. Like, that's what it's don't for. Don't worry about it. It's Jeffrey Weissman spit. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> this this afternoon I'm I'm corralling uh, a, a bunch of clowns. You know who Wavy Gravy is? No, he's a no. he's an old hippie who started the Siva the Siva Foundation. Uh, they've restored eyesight by taking cataracts off people's eyes in third and fourth world countries and they're up to like their fourth millionth person that they've restored eyesight to that is and amazing it's his 80th birthday today and oh, wow. since this won't be broadcast till tomorrow i can say it. i'm corralling uh, all the surprise conspiracy of clowns uh <laughs> and i'm going to teach all them all how to do a clown spit and th- and you know how to, to blow a trumpet yeah yeah so if you have water in your mouth and you do that it comes out it as comes a right mist oh, okay. and you can be this close to your clown partner and uh, and spit it'll catch the light and it looks like a lot of water but it won't ruin their makeup it, right yeah so, so it's almost like a mist S- secrets of so, uh, clowning and clowning it's a, it's, a po- it's a nice polite way to spit on somebody yeah that's right <laughs> I, I really didn't want to soak you too bad yeah I mean I hate you only this much <laughs> so let's see I've been a hot dog and a clown what else can we cover here uh, well you know well, you I'm, know what let's let's introduce you I mean we, we said we just said your name I've been recording I've kind of just. Oh, well, chew on this. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> chew on that. Uh, so I, I'd like to introduce you, but I don't think I could, I could do it correctly just because we didn't – you're really our first celebrity guest. We've interviewed, we're going to be interviewing a lot of people today. You're, you're the inaugural So I'm, I'm breaking your uh, celebrity charity. Yes. 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 Our charity got broken. So <laughs> just a couple of – let me just give a little background of, of who we're actually talking to before he introduces himself. He, he's done small films like Back to the Future, if anybody's ever heard of that. Like <laughs> I don't think I've, no one's heard yeah, of that. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's been in Twilight Zone. On the, in there's the fourth a, segment. On, there's a, the there's a movie that I really want to talk to you about because it's, it's, like, it's a cult favorite of mine, and not a lot of people know it, and BJ knows it. Oh, yeah. and, and, 
Oh. No, Johnny. Well, we like that one too. Yeah, we like that one. But Johnny Dangerously is oh, something yeah. we love. <laughs> I, that movie. I grew so up, much. Every time that was on HBO growing up, I had to watch it. Anytime. Do you know it was originally a musical? Was it really? Yeah, and and it just you know uh, Mary Lou Henner could sing, but I don't. Joe Piscopo and uh, Michael Keaton and um, who else was that? Uh, the great uh, Maureen Stapleton. Marine they Stapleton. they sang, but I, they weren't really great singers. Right, right. And so they, they showed all the musical numbers at the rap party. <laughs> oh, didn't no make it to way. the final cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was supposed to be a musical, and they just, yeah. because they couldn't sing, they just... It kind of, <laughs> you know, I, it was interesting because at the time when I did it, I, I just have a, you know, I, I, I call myself Johnny Johnny Jr. in it. My, I'm selling the <laughs> I Heart Johnny t-shirts. Oh, oh yes. And and uh, Dom DeLuise is the Pope in Pope, the scene. Yes. And, yep. and I, it was really lovely uh, hanging out for hours with uh, Joe Piscopo and chat. He loved making movies. Anyway, uh, uh, they... I, I was in between TV and film work most of the time and, and supporting myself doing catering jobs and cooking in different restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually couldn't go to the wrap party at 20th Century Fox, uh, but rather I worked with the caterers oh. at the party that night. <laughs> oh, my God. So as I'm serving Michael Keaton his drink and Amy Heckerling her drinks, uh, Michael looks up at me. And he looks like, uh, yeah, and says to Amy, wasn't he in the movie? <laughs> it was a nice moment. <laughs> no, we're, we're huge fans of that movie. We love Michael Keaton. And, um, and it's he, was a, he was a gem to work with. He was really a uh, sort of an electric personality. People oh, yeah. just, you know, are drawn to him. Magnetic, I should say. And, and he, friendly, outgoing. And then for me, just... Being in the presence of Maureen Stapleton was she's just amazing. Too. Was a trip. Yeah. She's uh, 7:30 in the morning. She's walking past me. I've just gone through makeup, and she's going past me, still in her house robe with her newspaper under her arm, just <laughs> making a beeline for makeup and wardrobe. And uh, without missing a beat, not even looking at me, she says, "It's not polite to look at an old lady first thing in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love. You. I know she was fantastic. She's had. A awesome what was your experience time. with Mary Lou? Uh, a couple of uh, experiences. On, on Johnny Dangerously, none at all. Okay. None at all, just sort of in passing in at, at the rap party I saw her. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did a commercial for Jack in the Box. No, was it not Jack in the Box. That's a different story. Um, for Postal Instant Press, PIP. And I had to get a bunch of words uh, into 15 seconds, a 15-second oh, yeah. spot. And all of a sudden, it got cut down. Now, can you do all that, that dialogue in... Or in 13 seconds. 13. Can you get it down to 12 <laughs> seconds? I was like, oh, my God. So it was, uh, oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, Mr. Santucci, I'm sorry. We got the company logo sort of upside down. It looks like a little squirrel. I'm sorry. But, but, if, uh, but if you squint, it, it's kind of cute, you know, or, or turn <laughs> it upside down. remember that. Yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> you do a incredible. take after take. Uh, oh, tighter, yeah. tighter, get wow. it tighter. And uh, it turned out Mary Lou Henner was dating the director of that commercial. Oh, oh my gosh. And when so I was gross. sweating it out, when they said, no, we need it in 10 seconds or whatever, I was like, <clears throat> okay, can I have a minute? You know, and went for a walk, just trying just to, to trying to get it going. Yeah, yeah because we, you know, take after take, you had the pressure on yourself, and uh, and Mary Lou comes up behind me and taps me and says, "Hey, you're doing a fine job. Just <laughs> just relax, relax." And That's I said, so cool. "You're doing a fine job too. <laughs> I love you." <laughs> uh, you got to work with some really cool people. I mean, what was what was it like? Um, who directed the fourth segment in the Twilight Zone? George Miller. George Miller. No way. Fury Road. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And my, uh, I just love, love George Miller. Oh, the yeah. the audition fantastic. for him was so much fun. He, uh, and I later found out, because I just did a film here in Sacramento that's uh, going to be playing 
Oh, gosh, I think it opens next week in Sutter's Mill, Sutter Mills, okay. uh, so, so here in, uh, called Savior of None. Take a look for it. It's a, just a limited release. But the actor who plays my, my good friend in it, my character's good friend, Vernon George Wells, was in Road Warrior, the, the guy with the mohawk, the oh bad guy. Oh, my gosh. So I asked Vernon, you know, I said, say hi to George for me when you're in Australia next. He said, will do. And, I'll, and I found out that uh, after I revealed that my audition for Twilight Zone movie really was telling a joke, telling a joke for George and uh, making him laugh. And Vernon said, hey, that was my audition for Road Warrior, too. Oh, seriously? You yeah. did the same thing. He's like, I'm going to do what, what Jeff did. I'm just going to buy a joke book and see if I can get into a George Miller movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are doing the sequel already to yeah. uh, Fury Road. Oh, I can't wait. That what was a my great favorite movie. movie last year. <laughs> and working on Twilight Zone movie, you know, the team of actors and, and crew on it were just I can't. Pretty I don't have enough superlatives. Yeah, the uh, we, it was one of the first times Garrett Brown worked with his Steadicam, his new invention, the Steadicam, and then Alan Davio, the cinematographer who shot ET, was just wonderful to work with, as well as the the cast. You know, Abby Lane and Donna Dixon and uh, boy J D. Johnston, uh, the pilot, uh, and of course uh, John Lithgow, uh, who was just the kindest, most wonderful man on the planet, just about. Oh That's yeah, I awesome. love I love just about anything Lithgow's ever done, and but the most the thing that I've the uh, thing that resonates with me the most or most recently is the Dexter when he was in Dexter. I mean, I love that show. He serial was, killer in that. It was, he was oh, ridiculous yeah. in that. In that. The show. first time I saw him in uh, a Brian De Palma film playing a, a, this a split personality murderer or whatever. Oh, was I remember that movie. Serial killer. I forget it's, the name of that movie. It's like, John, no! He's such a nice guy. <laughs> but it's incredible because he, he's pretty, I mean, versatile as far as, like, he oh, can yeah. do comedy and do serious. And, and a transgender. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it was a transvestite there in transvestite. World According to Garp, which put him on the map. It was fantastic in that. I love that movie. He's very underrated. He should be in a lot more stuff. And... and you know, just like like Michael Keaton is making a comeback. Like it's it's great to see all those actors that I grew up watching um, making a comeback now. I mean, Michael Keaton just got uh, announced to be in the new Spider-Man movie next year. Sweet, so yeah, that's some, huge. Some big things. Whatever happened to Beetlejuice too? <laughs> I know, I know. Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii or whatever it was, like. something like that. So that brings us to Back oh, to the Future. Oh, <laughs> How did that happen? How did Back to the Future two happen? Oh, I don't know the story. Purely. Uh, by accident, really. Uh, I, in between film and TV work, I started playing characters on the Universal Studios lot on the tour. Were you doing? Did you do a lot of voice acting? I, I've done a lot of voice acting. Like okay. Heather's was voice yeah. voice work. Uh, a series called The Best Times, uh, Lover Boy, uh, just on and on. Oh, all these uh, working with a great team of improvisers. Lee French, who came out of the committee. Uh, with uh, people like Tracy Newman, uh, Lorraine Newman's sister, and, oh, and uh, Nicholas Guest, Christopher Guest's brother. You know, a lot of really great improvisers. We go in the studio and do voices of the people who are not on mics. And then they turn it way down because you hear something. There's, there's something coming out of their mouth. And if you don't hear something, it's not going to match up. Right. So we'd improvise what was coming out of their mouths. And uh, so anyway, uh, I digress. Um, That's fantastic. I would do <laughs> some work like that and then to pay the bills. Uh, I fell into playing Stan Laurel at Universal Studios. If you went to Universal oh. Studios in Hollywood, say between 87 and 2001. Which I have. Well, if you had a picture with Laurel and Hardy or Charlie Chaplin or Groucho Marx, it might have been me. 
That is so. I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and look. I'm on refrigerator. Laura and Hardy were my favorite growing up. You know, growing I'm up under refrigerator well. magnets around the world. The world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to the future too. The the, uh, the agent that helped me get that work called me up one day and said, uh, "You know who uh, an actor named Crispin Glover is?" I said, "Of course. Yeah. I, I worked with Crispin on a film before he got the first Back to the Future film uh, at the American Film Institute and." Found that he was a fascinating actor. Yeah, just really great to watch. Really interesting. Very interesting. Never do what's on the page. Just do the opposite, and, and he makes it work. <laughs> and uh, well, what's up? Uh, well, he, they're l- looking on a film for a stand-in photo double for him. I said, uh, "Are you?" He asked if I was the same height and weight, and I said, "No, he's taller and probably heavier than I am." But, but I, I need. I need the work, you know. My, but I can my get wife is about to have our second kid, and I needed to get our medical coverage. There you go. Uh, so I, I got in there, and uh, the assistant directors and I met. We we had a good time. So then they sent me to casting, and I read for them. They liked me, and then I started having fittings for prosthetic makeup and body cast for special effects, and all wow. that. I said, "This is all very cool," and. Uh, I guess Crispin doesn't want to do all his stunts or whatever. I hope I'm not doing too many yeah. stunts. I don't have a great back. <laughs> and then uh, the makeup artist one day said, uh, you know, Crispin's out. You're going to be playing George. And I was like, what? That's not possible. And sure enough, you know, at the last possible hour on a oh Friday before being ready to work on a Monday, casting called my agent and, and offered me the role. And at scale, I went, no way. <laughs> don't accept that. Anyway. They, <laughs> <laughs> they need me. <laughs> they, they need me, yeah. Hold out. Ten grand a week at least. Yeah. yeah. No, it didn't work out that well. It was, uh, <laughs> now when Steven Spielberg executive producing. <laughs> it, was, it was very awkward because they had I already bet. announced in all of, uh, the reporter and the variety that the original cast is coming back to reprise their I roles. I remember that. And uh, I couldn't fathom how the hell they were going to be able to do the film without Crispin. Yeah. And uh, I had even called Crispin. I left him a message. I said, you know, I can need the work. Say a good word, Say a good word for me. Yeah. And he didn't call back till he was ready to sue them because they made me up to look like him. And right. Right. Anyway, uh, and Which, they, they, they were going to pay him, like, scale from what he made on the first film for the couple days of, for the footage they spliced in with my work. And uh, and that didn't seem too fair, especially since it was the highest grossing film of 1985. And, right. and then 89 and 90, they, they did pretty well. I think that's when the two and three came out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to make a long story short, that's how I got the role. That's incredible. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's so because back then we didn't have the internet, so we didn't know any of that stuff was going on. In fact, you know, I think I was like fifteen or sixteen when that movie came out. So when I went and saw it, I believed that you were George. Yeah, I, I didn't me know too. the difference. I, I'm a little bit younger than he is, and I remember watching that movie, and I'm like, George Fly looks a little different. Like he looks a little like yeah. awful, just a, a tiny bit, naked, little aged, yeah, like a little bit something. different. But and but I when was he like, but beaten upside down and aging, the upside down it, thing couldn't really. Yeah, it wasn't the tell. upside down thing. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, could yeah, tell. That sh- we're looking at, we're not looking at pictures. Um, yeah, yeah, even Spielberg was fooled. He came up to me at one point while I was in this body cast to do that special effect. And, and he says, he said, yeah, say, Crispin, you know, I see you got your million dollars after all. And I, 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 right then when I realized, you know, I'm saving him 975 million cents, dollars. I, my leg went up to kick Spielberg and I, the body cast cut it off. And, Yo, dude, just give me 100 grand. I'll be happy. <laughs> well, Crispin ended up getting three quarters of a million. From from settling oh, out of court, it never made yeah. it to court. But boy, he, did, did he convenience ever, a lot no. of people. Did Crispin did Crispin have an issue with you taking the job? Of like, course, yeah, yeah. 
he had an issue with everything. Uh, he, he wanted script approval. He didn't like the way uh, Gale and Zemeckis had written the, the ending with, you know, their success shouldn't be based on money. Right, you know, all these, right. All these different things. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he spun that story because that only came out really in re- recent Recently, years. Recently, yeah. But, uh, but the, the bottom line is making another actor up to look like him, although they had cornered themselves. They had to have him, and it's too bad they couldn't have the meeting of the minds. I was uh, happy and privileged and honored to be a part of the cast, but at the same time, it was it was weird was place to be. For, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, so but. the evolution of it, though, is I have this, this fan base from around the world now. That's so cool. I go to London Comic Con. I have a line all day for my autograph. I'm like, really? i got to pinch myself. This that is cool. That's so cool. And you, <laughs> and you do all the Back to the Future uh, cons. I know they have some certain... Some of them. You know, the, the big three, uh, Michael, Leah, and Christopher, who did the Silicon Valley Comic Con, they're doing Philadelphia. You know, sometimes it's just them because, of course, they're the main stars that will right. do it. You know, Tom Tom Wilson won't do it, and Crispin won't do it. But yeah. uh, the uh, those big three, and the, and they, when they get together, it's you know someone's dropping some heavy heavy right. dosh That's there. Pretty magical. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, Jeff, is there anything that you want to plug before you take off? I mean, I know you. Oh you yeah, have there's a, movie a coming out. So, uh, girl, what? Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know she's pretty cute. Wait a second. Right. Plug also means to shoot. No, like I said, uh, Savior of None, this little independent film I shot here in Sacramento, uh, is now streaming on online. And I play a a widower, very depressed widower with <laughs> epilepsy, who befriends this this girl in the uh, this adolescent girl in the foster care system who's being abused right and left by the local gang and her foster parent. Anyway, it's a very dark, heavy modern day tragedy that. Uh, it's quite good. Uh, when we when we premiered it uh, at a film festival upstate New York, uh, the lights came up and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Wow! So, so mission accomplished on that. And and Petrie Bird co-stars in it. He's a local Sacramento star from Judge Judy. Oh! <laughs> and uh, a lot a lot of very wonderful uh, local Sacramento talent are in it uh, who worked incredibly hard. And it's a nice little uh, indie film. I also have a a film called The Traveler. That is actually a more of a proof of concept pilot that I'm going to preview today, a little taste of, oh, where I, I play this guy who can time travel at, at will, and uh, he has nefarious plans to uh, take over a small country. It's really uh, fun <laughs> stuff. You don't need a DeLorean in that one? No, it's a, uh, I learned from these monks how to travel through time. And <laughs> That's I, awesome. Travel, uh, and, and I have a protege who's had his mind wiped of me because he knows I have nefarious. Oh, sweet. It's uh, a, it should be a great series if it goes to out. series. Yeah. So, so the movie uh, premieres when and where? In the uh, Savior of Nuns is, is down in, I want to say, Sutter's Mills. I, I, I texted the director to give me the information because I don't want to be inaccurate, but if you look for it, uh, here at the end of May, okay, uh, in Sutter's Mills, I think it is, and it's an exclusive two-week run at the theater. Otherwise, it's streaming on Amazon. Fanta- oh, yeah. fantastic! Could you also um, let our listeners know about where they can find you on Twitter or Facebook? Sure, or your website. <laughs> uh, Facebook, I have a fan page, Jeffrey Weissman. Uh, Twitter, what is my my tweet name? Uh, at J E F Weissman, W E I S S M A N. Excellent. And uh, Instagram. Uh, it's my first name with a bunch of numbers. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm technologically kind of challenged. You know, my website, uh, I haven't updated forever. Please excuse that. But if, if like, like you couldn't make it to the show and you want an autograph photo, 
you can email me from my website, jeffreyweissman.com, and PayPal me 20 bucks, and I'll send you an autographed photo personalized to your favorite Back to the Future fan or yourself. Fantastic. And then I have photos from Twilight Zone and Pale Rider, the Clint Eastwood movie at Western I did. Excellent. Great. Thank and you so much for yes, doing this. Yes, Mr. Wiseman, I appreciate it oh, so much Oh, it's a treat meeting you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a blast. <laughs> I hope to see you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take care. Have Thank a great you. day at the con. Sure. Have fun. Thank you.